Can you recall a time when someone's communication style influenced your perception of them? Welcome back to the Change on Purpose podcast. I'm Seamus, your host, and in today's episode, we look into the topic of communication, exploring the art of effective communication and even the language that we use. But before we get going, if you've not done so already, I'd really appreciate a positive rating for the podcast so that I can reach more people with my message. Oh, and do stay until the end of this episode and I'll give you my tuppence worth as to why swearing, regardless of all the other efforts that you put in, can undo all your good foundational work. When I was younger, I never really put much thought into communication, let alone realise that there was an art to it. I just went with the flow. Probably didn't always stop to think if I was adjusting myself or adjusting my styles of communication, as they say, to suit the audience. I would just blurt out what needed to be said and damn be the consequences. As I got older, I learned that communication is a fundamental aspect of our lives. It shapes our relationships, it influences our interactions, and it can impact our personal and professional success, you know, massively. Just stick with me as I look into the different components of communication and we'll discover how our language choices can shape our experiences. Think of any healthy relationships or successful collaborations or meaningful connections that you've ever had. Effective communication was the cornerstone of all of them. Good effective communication involves both the verbal and the nonverbal. You think of things like body language or tone of voice, and active listening. They all play a part in it. When we're communicating effectively, we're able to express our thoughts, express our emotions, and express our intentions clearly. And doing this creates an understanding with other people and a connection with other people. Effective communication also promotes empathy. It uh, feeds into conflict resolution. And it creates a mutual respect because we aren't waiting to speak our turn or to drive home a point or to, God forbid, hijack this conversation. And even in hierarchical organizations like the military, aside from receiving orders, military precision comes from effective communication between all parties involved. The language that we use plays a vital role in shaping our communication. Our words have power to inspire to motivate, to uplift us, but they can also hurt us, they can wound you, they can divide people, they can hinder understanding. We probably all can remember how we felt seen and felt heard by an inspirational leader. I worked under General Joseph Dunford in Afghanistan and he could literally talk to anyone. He could manage situations with just relative ease, like he could resolve any issue just by effectively communicating. The man in my mind's eye, he was just a fantastic communicator. Then we can probably recall working under another kind of leader, an authoritarian who wasn't interested in what anyone had to say and was their way or the highway. Which one do you still remember when you think back over your life? Which one do you still remember with a kind of fondness like that you enjoyed working under them? Because you see, by choosing our words intentionally and mindfully, we can create a more positive and harmonious uh, communication environment, whether it's in our personal life or professional lives, the words that we select, they can get across the message of empathy, of support, of encouragement, 
or they can create an environment of negativity, of misunderstanding, of constant conflict. So it's essential to be aware of the impact that our language has on both ourselves and on other people. While language is crucial, our nonverbal communication also plays this massive role in conveying our message. That is our body language, our facial expressions, or even just our gestures. They can often speak much louder than any words that we say. Becoming aware of our nonverbal kind of cues and practicing active listening can really, really amplify our communication skills. So what does all this look like to us? Well, maintaining eye contact when you're talking with someone or even in work, if you're giving a presentation, looking up from the screen, for God's sake, or adopting an open posture can help. So if you're an arm folder, I'm chatting to you here, using appropriate facial expressions. Like, don't forget to smile or raise an eyebrow, you know, or whatever it might be to give a sign that you're still present in the in the conversation. They can all help to convey sincerity or attentiveness um, or just shows just a tad of respect. By consciously aligning your verbal and your nonverbal communication habits, you can foster real trust and understanding. We've all had conversations with people where the words said one thing and their body literally screamed something else. I mean, it's you'd want to be a blind man not to see it. So it does, it does get across the message. It does speak louder than words. So we need to pay attention to it. Right, that's the easy part done. We've talked about the verbal and the nonverbal. So now we can move on to the woo-woo bits of the conversation. Whether the words that you use daily or not, the, the whole conversation around empathy and compassion, they are essential components for effective communication. By putting yourselves in other people's shoes and seeing um, their side of, of the street, you know, seeking to understand their perspective, you can create an environment that's built around empathy and compassion. I remember working abroad this one time and a guy, he got a Dear John type of phone call from his missus. Now the lad was very upset and his manager asked him what was wrong. And when hearing the news, is the best that his manager could muster up was just man up. Now, I will admit it's kind of funny when you imagine the scenario, but it's also a bit insensitive. By putting yourself in that lad's shoes and empathizing with him you can't really change the situation or anything like that but show him a bit of empathy cost the manager or the organization nothing instead his man up directive it just upset that poor guy more it created distance in the situation and it actually turned a few people off an otherwise good leader so it kind of he shot himself in the foot with you know by not practicing empathy using empathetic language and active listening techniques like reflecting reflective listening reflecting back what you hear as a kind of a way to validate or understand and to validate it allows us to acknowledge um other people's emotions or experiences empathetic and compassionate communication will also foster deeper connections build trust and strengthen relationships like i said it costs you nothing to be nice so that's one way you could improve your your communication style and now to go even more woo-woo on you, mindfulness and intentionality are also key elements in effective communication. By being fully present in your conversations, you can actively listen, you can observe, you can respond thoughtfully and meaningfully. 
mindful communication involves being aware of your own thoughts, your own emotions, what biases you might hold in the conversation, as well as the impact that your words can have on other people. We've all chatted with someone who seems a million miles from us, or maybe we've drifted away ourselves and it isn't nice when we're the ones doing the talking, is it? What about when we get distracted, when we're not at the races? We could be in work, delivering that presentation, thinking about the conversation that we had at home that morning or some other thing that's going on in our world. By taking a pause before speaking, choosing our words carefully, focusing on the present moment, we can prevent misunderstandings and promote clearer, more authentic communication. Because I know it's happened to me in the past where I've just floated off, you know, floating in and off, and I've had other people do it to me, and it's it's, it's absolutely not optimum, and it just, um, yeah, it's, it's not a good way to communicate. So kind of intentional communication, being mindful and present in, in the moment, it's something like that's an intentional act, so that's another thing you can work on. Now, we're finally getting to my part. As promised, I want to talk about the destructive nature of swearing. Now, I'm well aware that I've dropped the odd F-bomb on this podcast and previous episodes, but believe me, I consciously try to avoid the use of seemingly innocent words like, you know, the F-bomb or that, but also aware of who might be listening or whatnot, and it's, it's, not, it's not how I want to present myself on it, so I don't mean to sound like a hypocrite. But to set the scene a little bit, while communication itself is a powerful tool, it is important to recognize that certain language choices can be just as destructive to overall communication process as constructive, like they absolutely will break it down. Swear words in particular have a massively negative impact on our interactions. Why in particular might you, might you say that? Well, the use of swear words can very often elicit strong emotional responses. I mean, like who likes being sworn at? And they can create an atmosphere of hostility. <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't say. They can create disrespect, absolutely, and misunderstanding. Like if you're if you're trying to convey a message and you're dropping in swear words, it's your message isn't going to be clear, is it? Now we all live this this is something I've thought about, like um we all live multiple different lives. And I don't mean that we're two-faced or that we're up to no good, but most of us mix in, let's say, diverse circles, such as our prof- our professional life might be one circle. Our home life with our partners could be another one. You know, our kids is another one. We play sports with groups of people where swearing is acceptable in the heat of the moment. And, you know, the list goes on and on. You decide what circles you mix in. When I was in the military, we often swore like sailors. All right, probably not that bad. No, no offense to any Navy heads, but... Uh, Anyway, ask anyone who has left the military, how would they get on in corporate if they brought the military lingo with them into that job? For want of different words, they tell you that it was totally unacceptable. And I know because full disclosure, I'm embarrassed to say it, but I was pulled up on it before by HR. When you drop the odd F-bomb, the funny is you wouldn't even know that you've dropped it because it becomes part of your nature. Also, what's funny, if you put yourself back in a situation where your old comrades might be you can slip back into it the same could be said for you i mean maybe you weren't in the military or hanging around them them kind of organization but swearing at sports events can be equally sharp 
can you use that in other areas of your life? Probably not. So we really need to be conscious of our words. Swearing and cursing have the potential to escalate conflicts. We all know that. That's, you know, where nobody's going to argue against that. They can also damage relationships. And we probably, every one of us to a man and woman can, you know, put our hands up and say, yeah, absolutely. And it, like I said earlier, it can definitely undermine effective, honest com- communication and conversation. When we, I won't say lower ourselves, but when we resort to using swear words, we often bypass kind of rational behavior and we resort to emotional outbursts, like anger and all the rest of it. And that can get in the way of our ability to express our thoughts and our feelings clearly because the focus shifts away from the message that we want to deliver to being quite rightly so on the offensive language used. So put yourself in one of those conversations where there's unnecessary cursing, swearing. The use of swear words can be offensive to the ear and very disrespectful to others. We know that. Again, being honest, I've both delivered and I've received this style of communication. And it isn't nice and it is regrettable. It can create an environment of discomfort for everyone involved. Like I've seen people literally cringe at curse words. I've cringed at curse words. It, it it can make individuals feel attacked, feel disrespected, or even excluded from conversations because they don't speak like that. Using offensive language can erode trust, um, whether it's professional or personal relationships. It can hinder getting the way of uh, open and honest communication. It can literally put people off you or put you off other people permanently. So here's a take on swearing. Using profanity actually makes you look stupid, folks. Like, it can make you look uneducated in a given area. You can lose any authority that you might have built up over the years, uh, whether it's in person or by reputation. It can all become nothing in an instant. Even if you're a subject matter expert in your field, you greatly restrict avenues of progression you know with poor communication and this is what i meant at the beginning of the show where where i said even if you've done all the other things right swearing can undo your hard work and what i've learned like i I said about having to adjust my style of communication and get rid of you know bad language and up up your game a bit like you you know as you get older you're supposed to have a a larger vocabulary and you should be using them and trying to use them and it isn't that difficult to try to be more mindful of your language and try to avoid using swear words like knowing that we can foster a more positive and construction communication environment instead why not try to take a breath and choose alternative words or expressions that allow us to convey our you know our thoughts or emotions effectively without resorting to offensive language. And if you've taken the pause, taken your moment or whatever, and you're still that angry about it, you still feel that passion, maybe it's time to press pause on the conversation for now, like a step away a little bit. Because here's another point, and I love this. I heard this one before. Use swear words sparingly in your day-to-day life. Because if you talk like that all the time, then there will come a time when you will really need to vent or to free your mind of something and people aren't going to believe you 
because that's how you talk all the time. I love that. I love that. I think it's brilliant. So look, in closing, remember, communication is an art that requires intention, awareness, and because nobody is perfect, it requires us to carry out ongoing practice with it. So be mindful of your language. Embrace a bit of empathy with other people when you're communicating. Show a bit of compassion and try to cultivate active listening skills. And you can greatly enhance your communication abilities and foster deeper connection with other people. Thank you for joining me on this episode. And I encourage you to have a think about how you're communicating. Maybe you could apply some of these points to your own communication practices. Until next time, keep communicating with intention and try to change on purpose. <laughs>